Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. So ladies and gentlemen, today we are in Lafayette, Louisiana, and we are actually talking to two amazing, powerful, beautiful business owners. And I think it's really interesting for you all to find out how they are going about running their separate businesses while doing it together. Because you know what, ladies, so many of my listeners want to be in their own businesses, but they really don't know how about how to go about doing that. So Hannah, let's start with you. Your name is Hannah, what's your last name? Laham. And talk to us about how we kind of did it, I think for Mel and I, um, almost a, a life necessity. We both- What is your specialty first? Um, a chef and a chef. business owner, yeah. And a business owner, but you do gluten-free, right? Like what is your- Gluten-free, vegan, diabetic friendly. Um, I think my motivation really came from my mom. She has a lot of health issues and she is like the queen of Hershey syrup. Like that girl would take the whole bottle of Hershey syrup and kind of just down it. And when she really started recognizing her health problems, she had to first resort to food as opposed to medicine, which is always the best route in my opinion. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that what she was eating wasn't crap because that's kind of what you get on the market. It's bread that tastes like stones and will break your teeth in a minute. You know, it's <laughs> chocolate that's, it's not even chocolate by the time they're done processing it. So I wanted to create a product that was real, that was something that she could eat. And the more I started cooking, the more I started getting orders and the more people wanted it. And I was doing all of this out of my college dorm room and I was like, well, man, <laughs> you know, I mean, I have all these degrees and I love doing that, those things, because I think I'm an academic first and foremost, but to see that there's a need that needs to be filled and it brings really big happiness. I mean, seeing a kid that gets a cake for their first time and they're 10 years old, that's, that's happiness. And I mean, I think food is life and passion and it's sustainability. So there's nothing more happy than fulfilling one of your basic three needs, I think. What were your degrees? What were you going to school for? Um, law, uh, political philosophy, history, uh, women's studies. I got a lot of degrees, <laughs> a lot. Awesome, okay, so Melanie, what is it? tell us your full name and the name of your business. So my name is Melody Carbuxia McMath, um, or Melody Carbuxia now again, it's undecided. Uh, but I am a uh, raw food alchemist, and uh, so I work with juices, smoothies, and uh, foods that have never been heated over 110 degrees that resemble like the foods that we love day to day. And I own Emerge Juice and uh, Tribe Collective, um, which is also a coffee shop um, where we sell a lot of locally made from the coffee we sell to the cafe stuff that comes from the two kitchens. Um, and a lot of the work and the arts and stuff, jewelry and everything inside the store is also locally made or mined or found or whatever, so. What, how did this start for you? Uh, for me, okay, well, it started with, 
um, moving to Lafayette, um, leaving an industry that I really loved um, back in Baton Rouge and New Orleans, and um, doing yoga and Pilates, trying to kind of find my way. And I started, um, I had a lot of like health issues, a lot of really bad acne, um, skin, like uh, psoriasis kind of thing, eczema. And so started doing like just paying attention to my food because I grew up, my family's Dominican, my mom didn't really have junk food for us. So it wasn't like I was like always having junk food, but when I went off to college, it got like, you know, that's all you eat and like you don't have mom's cooking. So started juicing um, and discovered like within 10 days of doing a juice cleanse that this thing that I had on my leg since I was like seven years old started to go away. And I remember telling the doctor that I was working for at the time, like, look, it's going away. And he's like, oh, it's just a coincidence. And I was like, 17 years of coincidence does not feel right. And then, you know, I had a friend who, um, who kind of rescued himself from cancer through diet and stuff. And so talking with him, just the universe putting all these like beautiful little pieces into play and like helping me self-discover. So then I started making juices and friends started leaving little jars with money on my porch and stuff. And so they're like, oh, you're making juice today. I'm going to drop some money off. And so I'd go to the farmer's market, buy produce, and then come back and like whip up some stuff. And then it's just all of a sudden one day it was like, hey, we're starting a business and we opened in two weeks at the farmer's market. Okay. So we ordered um, the cold press juicer and um, started really doing things, you know, the right way and like um, and exploring that avenue. And I thought it was going to be more difficult because we're in the deep fried south. So I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. But um, Hannah, you probably thought that. the same thing as far as being in the deep fried south. Not really. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of a pessimist and an optimist. I'm like <laughs> the, the eternal optimist that there's nothing I can't do if I don't want to do it. So I just, mm. I, I'm an Aries, so I just jump in and ask questions later. <laughs> <laughs> so basically we, um, so I, you know, we started to kind of like do that and then it was like so well received and you know we coagulated with a couple things that are really common in this space as well like people in the south we love to drink and like community that's our thing and so and I don't have any judgment on drinking or anything of that sort because it's like it's all part of the human experience so we started doing juice cocktails at different bars and stuff and that was kind of like what got people in and they were like oh could drink this tomorrow morning and not be hungover. <laughs> well, I mean, what's better than fresh orange juice, right? Did you do right. that? Well, we actually we would do all mixes. We wouldn't do just straight Right, well, juices. because it's got to be. Right, well, now we would go to the bars and we'd have our cold-pressed juicers. We did a lot of live juicing back then because I was pop-up, so, like, I could only make it on site. And my husband at the time created this awesome, elaborate, like, <laughs> setup for us. But we would go there and then we'd have them squeeze their oranges, however they squeeze them, and then we'd squeeze them with our cold-pressed juicer. And the flavor is, like... They were like, oh my God, I'm like, I know, it's incredible. Like you can literally taste the difference of like the nutrition that you're extracting out. It's like sweeter, it's like got more flavor to it. So anyway, long story short, that's how we kind of. <laughs> and the third business owner here. Bethany. What is, it, what is Bethany's role? Whew, Bethany is mama bear of all. <laughs> she um, She's kind of our like, a little like we're like a little tripod and she like just holds us together and she's got she owns a little bit of each of the businesses so it gives us a little bit of cohesion and um, kind of like our glue and she also owns a couple of other businesses like a, a school for special needs cognitive children and um, she owns a health food store in Homa as well so it's, she's kind of like all she's got a lot of things going on and so it's cool because it gives us the opportunity to expand our 
our way of being, you know, to, to educating children. So we do pop-ups there, explain to them, you know, how, how juicing can help with cognitive therapies. Like I'm ADHD, you know, so having things like rosemary will help with my brain stimulation so I stay more focused and that kind of stuff. So being able to really share that and get them started on a younger age about thinking about that kind of stuff. So I think Bethany represents, um, for me at least, uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to see somebody who is a little bit older, 100% more wise, and has made these decisions in her, in her life already, has made certain failures that I would have made without having that older woman perspective who's done this for herself. And it's nice to have a mentor and somebody to follow in their footsteps. I think it really, it's very important to find somebody, and sometimes you surpass the mentor, sometimes they become your lifelong best friend either way. But I think it's kind of beautiful because she's given us something that would have taken us a lot longer to to realize by making a lot of mistakes and failures, losing a lot of money, you know, having a lot of rough periods, and it's... Um, On the emotional side, too. Oh, like, oh. For real. She's yeah. like an angel. That's a gift. That's a gift. <laughs> she, she really is. is. She's an angel. Because Mel and I are pretty young, you know. Um, we both started, I don't know about you, but I started when I was 22 doing this, so... And you started in your 20s as well. I was well. 28. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. but it doesn't matter. It's like, it's that fresh person coming in, mm-hmm. and a lot of times you work yourself, especially in the food service industry, you work so much, um, that it's really hard you're in the box and to have that person that kind of goes walk out the box use your passion because that's why you started find your creativity mm-hmm. leave for three days find mm-hmm. your creativity and come back with a menu item or come back with whatever right. you need and it's like man you realize that a whole part of the process is to make sure that you get the the feeling that you want out through your food which is to live healthier to live better to prosper more, to walk a better path, you have to do it yourself and pull yourself. You know, you might work 100 hours a week, but those other hours, that's you. That's mm-hmm. all you. And sometimes you need to work 85 hours a week because there's always going to be more work. Mm-hmm. And I think Bethany is absolutely that person that says, hey, if you don't take care of you, this doesn't matter. Don't forget to feed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> She's always feeding us. Did awesome. you eat? Did you eat? <laughs> what do you think your greatest yeah. challenge has been, Hannah, or continues to be? Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> Melody. <laughs> it, no, it's true. It's true. I, I don't play it's well true. with others. It's true. It's true. I, I don't. I'm, I'm very independent. I'm very um, headstrong, and it's very hard for me to. This is for me. This is a, a perfect start in life. You know, to work together with other women. But I think my greatest challenge is being able to share that with other people at the same time. So my greatest asset has also been my greatest challenge. And it, it's constant. I mean, like everything that's challenging, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It's just a challenge. So I'm constantly learning how to communicate better with others. You know, you can't tell them that they're if they don't do it your way. It doesn't work that way. So you're really learning how to share a space, communicate, and find that that equilibrium and balance at all. And I mean, I think it's it works out really, we're, really we're well. We're really yin and yang. Very much so. Like I wear all white and she wears mostly black all the time. Black and gray. And uh, we are like, I would have to say that Hannah would be my biggest <laughs> challenge. It but it's like, you know, it's like, I see it all and it's just like, Okay, today I don't feel like learning that lesson. Go away. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's now. Like, right. And so it's like, and then now we're integrating even further, um, like even more so, integrating our kitchens. And so every moment it's like, well, this is, okay, fine. You can have that. Just turn the other way. You know? How long like, have you guys been working together? <clears throat> uh, officially, like in this setting, we've been, we've only been open seven, eight months. Eight months? Yeah. And uh, we, 
I was moved into the building two years ago, and that was like a right about the time we met. Um, and that I don't think we both admit we hated each other back then oh, or didn't man. like each other. We both had two different businesses. They did the same thing. They were different names, different labels, different name brands, right. but very, very similar lifestyle brands. So I ran really? one to what we're doing now, except this is like the next level. Mm -hmm. um, I had BB's Patisserie and Mel had Evolve. Right. And then we decided to change it, get rid of a couple of extra limbs in our lives um, and make it smaller. And we created Mortar and Pestle and Emerge. Emerge yeah. So. At first, the first two years, we barely, we barely looked at each other at all, but we, we weren't intending to work together. We were intending to have two separate businesses that had nothing to do with each other. We just, just shared, shared the space. Shared right, space. right. Well, I think that, and you know, we're on a 50-state tour here, and yeah. so we're three months in a car together. You yeah. know, we just met. Oh, that's fun. We are from three <laughs> different places in the country. We just met right before we left on this trip. So, oh, exactly. What? Yep. So Cassie is from together. here nice. in Louisiana, gotcha. and Chelsea is from Montana, and I'm from New Jersey. We we are the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s. That's awesome. You know, so it's a challenge. We get it, but I I mean, we are doing like immersion therapy. <laughs> just jump right in, live together each day. Yeah. So we're kind of progressing faster, but you know, just like talking to you guys reminds me of what we're doing. It reminds me of a marriage. And what happens it is, is, it is, yeah. We are married for and better or for worse, baby. And, <laughs> and I, I think what happens is, you know, once you settle into <coughs> to what works for each person and you know the pet peeves and the, and what to respect right. and how to support, yeah. it's going to be right. seamless. You oh know? no, so, and it is even now, but you, you definitely find your moments in it yeah but I think the longer we do this the better we get at it you know I'm like oh, yeah. somebody will say that doesn't bother you I'm like oh, it's just Mel come on exactly. that's a part right. of her character right. that's a part of her person quit bitching I mean quit whining and move on well and I, I think the fact that you guys are open enough to talk about that <laughs> oh, openly I mean, communication, together and that's what I was saying earlier we communicate know, very the very logo well. is like it's so funny because these things like they come like kind of as visions and then they just like and all of a sudden they're a logo and then it's like going through and living with the logo, all of a sudden it starts developing all these meanings and stuff. And it's funny because one of the first words on it is truth. And it was like the first six months we opened, it was like, what is the truth in this space? Like, are you telling the truth or are you telling the truth? Like everybody right. has their perspective and it was like. And to everybody probably is their truth. Oh, it yeah, is. It is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so is. that was the discovery and it was like, okay, so now that we know that everybody's got different truths and they're all the truth, <laughs> yeah. what do we do now? And so. They're all the truth from a different perspective. So you're right and I'm right. How's that possible? Okay. <laughs> right. We're going to well, deal with I this. really appreciate yeah. you sharing this with my audience because sure. the truth is that that's part of the challenge when you want to make something work you have to sacrifice something and right. so that's going to be the fact that you need to be with others and and learn skills like communication and Absolutely. cooperation and collaboration what do you think you've learned most about yourself hannah oh man <laughs> <laughs> man there's a lot of those <laughs> most um about myself personally uh that I can do absolutely anything I want to do. I just have to be willing to dedicate the time and learn the lessons and realize that it's going to be an uphill battle. I mean, I've gotten to the point, I think after I had my daughter, I was really like, I'm a superhero. I can do whatever I want. And then the business and everything else on top of it, I was like, wow, there's literally nothing I cannot do if I don't want it bad enough. And you just have to find what you want and step out and be willing to do it. The, the risk is there. But I don't think you can ever really fail if you refuse to quit. Like, I know that sounds cheeseball, but it's, totally it's definitely the truth. There's so many days where I've woken up and gone, okay, I'm going to close my doors this morning. Awesome. 
and something happened. Something would happen. Some big order, some amount of money, some something where in seven and a half years I am still open by <laughs> the grace of the universe. And I'm like, wow. Like, I refuse to quit. Even until the day I was like, even if I have to sell this thing, I will burn it myself. Like, I will figure this out. I think that was my greatest lesson was learning that there's nothing that I can't do. Mm. What about you, Mel? learning. I think uh, I kind of go through phases. Um, So learning a lot (coughs) about like who I who I really am um, because I have a tendency to be I am so many things that like to find out what that truth is within myself like unjuxtaposed against other things so that I can continue to grow um, and continue to learn. For me, that's like one of the hardest parts because it's like, if I'm around something, like I assimilate to it. It's like, it's, you know, I'm not trying, I can't control it, but I'm just gonna like participate in it and try to guide it as well as I can. So really like self-discovery of like, who's Mel? Like, who am I? You know, and I've been, you know, been through a lot of stuff lately with, with like transforming businesses and you know transforming from marriage and like being in this uh, space of like just myself for the first time in a really long time. So it's been a lot of like self-discovery on how to interface with other people for the optimal efficiency. You know what I mean? Like, cause nothing's ever worth it for just me to do. Like even juicing, like I remember on days that I would juice if I didn't have any jars, which was rare, like from other people, I'm like, eh, I'm not juicing today. <laughs> like it takes, it takes me like interfacing with other people to like feel like it's worth doing. And so recently coming for myself, like to realize like, hey, like, you're worth this extra time, you know? And I learn a lot of that from her because she does take that personal time really seriously and really, like, effectively. So learning that has been really, like, oh, shut your face. <laughs> so, so what closing advice would you have for my audience on pursuing a passion, no matter what it is, whether it's juicing or a business or anything else? Like, how has it changed your life? I would say, okay, that's, that's a two-step process. So first of all is like just the own like look at anything that doesn't make you blissfully happy on your day to day. Whether it's talking to a friend who you've known forever and you have to talk to them or blah 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 and all the things that are attached to that so you feel like confined to them or you feel whatever or if it's part of a job that you don't like because everything that we can assimilate and say like this is what I like and put that stuff into focus more things will attract to that it's like a magnet Um, and I think that as we vacate something we are essentially energy we are a vacuum so like when you clear out a space it makes space for something new to come in and it determines on what you want to call that in so as you focus on and fine-tune like laser pointer what it is that like gets you revved up if it's like typing an email first thing in the morning if it's scrolling through Facebook first thing in the morning it's whatever it is like looking at that and then saying like okay how looking at just those things putting a list together just saying like what does that all look like and what kind of job comes from that how what change can i make because the guarantee right now is that if you're trying to make a change truly make a change 
there the money will come because the universe is ready for change the world is ready for change so it's literally that magnetic like approach so you know take the time self-discover and then take the time to like project and manifest that is my easiest way Hannah probably has a much like more commonsensical way to explain all of that. <laughs> well, I definitely, I 100% agree. I think you need to look at your life and see what you like about it and what you don't like about it and the things that you don't, for better or for worse, let it pass through you. I think the things that do, though, formulate some kind of strategic plan to make it your life. And it's not going to be all at once. It's going to be a slow thing. Maybe you make one cake a day and you sell that one cake and then you put aside five cents for that cake or 50 cents, whatever it is. And I think that the slow building of that is if you get something it's like you have to I really always regulate things back to children like if you give that child what they want the first time they're not going to appreciate it but if you make them save their money for it they're going to eventually get it and that's going to be their prized possession I don't care if it's a P.O. box like box one of those things you get for Christmas I don't care if it is um, just a lifesaver they're going to love the hell out of that lifesaver and they'll probably keep it until they're 40 or 50 and their kids pass you know pass it down to their kids it's something that you have to be willing to put the time and effort into because if you're not willing to give of yourself a certain amount of time and effort then you're not going to keep with it anyway you didn't love it that much you didn't want to keep it that hard so I think to find the things that make you blissful even if that is to be a better mom and you want to be a, a stay-at-home mom on the daily make your life revolve around that if that is to be a a chef you know cook a little bit more every day find the people that would help you in that in your life and surround yourself with good food good people good music you know good drinks at the end of the day and constantly be fueling your passion and your happiness and just let the rest kind of fall off it doesn't have to be like a, a harsh cut it can be just you know I I really uh, one of my favorite chefs Francis Mullman tells this story on a chef's table that um he told one of his oldest friends, I love you, but we just, we have nothing else to talk about. We, we've gone different paths. I don't, I don't dislike you, I love you, but I'm gonna hold those memories that we had dear. Let's just let each other pass off into the universe. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we, we kind of did that with more things that we learned what we needed to learn and then let it pass on, that way we can continue to grow on our path instead of holding each other back or allowing ourselves to be held back by dead weight and things that should have been let go of a long time ago. It's creating that vacuum. Yeah. So Hannah, what's your favorite product that you make? Your favorite? Oh man. <laughs> on the menu, my soul on a plate is the garden veggie pizza. I mean, it's, it's, it's perfection. <laughs> Mel, what about you? What's your favorite? Oh, my favorite item. I'm always on creation phase, and I'm a Gemini, so like nothing ever stays the same. But right now, my favorite thing is gonna be the raw burger. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> the steer-free burger, it's so good. Yeah. It actually tastes like a burger. It's made from sunflower seeds and carrot patties, and then the burger bun, which is so cool, because in raw food, it's like all like flat, lame bread. I don't know, we seem like some hippy-dippy people, and we are to an extent, <laughs> but like, when we say that this burger, like, yeah, carrots, sunflower seeds, yada yeah. yada, great. But when I tell you it tastes like a burger, no yeah. joke, it's not no tofurkey. Like it's, it's legit. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. The consist, we just we got the consistency down, and that's like the hardest thing, like in raw food, because it's like, what else could you possibly do to it to make it taste like a meat patty? Yeah. And it's just like, and it has the color and the texture yeah. and the grit of it. It's very, 
we don't put fake food on our menu. Like it's right. going to be pretty close to the real thing or not at all. Yeah. So in awesome. our, our my particular kitchen is actually all like straight from produce to we don't use any everything we make, you know, we make the cheese on hand, ferment our own cheese and we like make our, you know, make our doughs and like powder all of our stuff that we use, the nuts and seeds and everything. So it's a really, you know, and everything's sprouted so that it's like got the highest nutritional value. So it's like everything's from start to finish and 100% organic. So creating a burger bun, like, it's like a bread, piece of bread. I just love that. I have a feeling Cassie, when she gets done with this three-month journey and she comes back to Lafayette, you'll be seeing her again. I have oh, a I'm excited. Yes, I hope so. So. I just want to thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having us in your shop here, taking up space, chatting with you. No holding space. We love that. How can everybody find you? What's the best way? Are you on? Um, We're on social media. So we have uh, several different Instagrams. You can follow Tribe Collective Laugh, L-A-F, which is uh, for the whole building. And we put, they post from stuff from Mortar and Pestle and Emerge. And then Mortar and Pestle is at Mortar and Pestle. And um, Mortar Pistol Laugh, Laugh, L-A-F. And then Emerge Juice 8 is going to be uh, Emerge Juice. And then we have Facebook, so Mortar and Pestle, Lafayette, Emerge Juice and Unbakery, and Tribe Collective Lafayette are going to be the main social media ports for us. Awesome. So, thank you yeah. so much. It's thank been a pleasure. You. Thank you so much for coming, and we really appreciate having you in our space. Yeah, thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. Just keep moving along